Chiefs, and this is the latest edition of the On the 50-Yard Line podcast, where we take a look at what's going on in the in the football, high school football in the greater Savannah area, from taking a look back at last week's action and a look forward to what's happening this week. So last week, we had Thursday night game where Benedictine met up with Burke County. Uh, Burke County was undefeated. They came in ranked number five among class 4A teams in the state by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Well, BC was at three and two, was ranked number six. But those two losses that BC had, if you just look at their record and don't don't really know about how rugged that uh, non-region schedule was, you wouldn't know, you know. BC lost to Columbus of Miami, which is 7-0, and a perennial power down in Florida. I think they're in the highest classification down there. They're undefeated. And then the other loss was to Ware County, 14-10 to on the road down in the swamp, they call it. And uh, they they lost a close one there in a, in a game that was just raining from start to finish. So those two losses kind of toughened up Benedictine, and, and they showed uh, – they show what kind of team they were with in a 28 to three win over, uh, over Burke County. Um, so that was, that was an impressive victory. Uh, Luke Cromanhawk, he had James Franklin of Penn State there on the sideline watching the game, even though Luke has already committed to Florida State and, and it's been, uh, been real. Positive about that commitment that he's not going anywhere else. But those Power Five coaches are going to come down and and try to get in there to get to get in with somebody of of Luke's talent. He showed it off, uh, completing 15 to 20 passes for 188 yards and two touchdowns, and he also ran for 48 yards and a couple of short touchdowns. So that offense is really looking good. Uh, junior Nasir Samuel came on strong. In the second half, he rushed for 86 yards on 11 carries to help put that game away for the cadets. Uh, LaDon Bryant had four catches for 95 yards and a touchdown, and Thomas Blackshear, the standout sophomore, also had another touchdown catch. That BC defense has been strong from the beginning of the season, you know, without without question. They're allowing under 11 points a game. Uh, Wilkes Albert, linebacker Wilkes Albert, had 12 tackles against Burke County and Jonathan Hardy, the transfer from St. John Bosco in Southern California. He had 10 tackles. Elijah Alexander, the, the defensive end, talented defensive end, and Herbert Scroggins, the third, had eight, tack, eight tackles each. And Jeremiah Thomas and Cole Simeon did a great job up front for Benedictine, really controlling that line of scrimmage in that game. Uh, BC will be back in action for their homecoming against Southeast Bullock, that's Friday night at 7.30 at Memorial Stadium, and uh, I think BC will dominate in that one. We also had a, an interesting game on, on Friday night, the first ever meeting between Johnson and Savannah Christian. They've the Schools have been, you know, playing ball for uh, since back in the, in the 50s, but they've never met. And uh, so Johnson, Johnson uh, played a great game. They – Savannah Christian scored on their first two possessions, and it looked like it might be a runaway, but Johnson shut them down after that. The final score was 14-6 to with Savannah Christian winning the game. Uh, 
Savannah Christian coach Baker Baker Woodward uh, gave credit to Kenderick Bonner for the job he's doing over at Johnson. And the Adam Smashers have 20 seniors on that squad. Uh, so it's, it's a veteran squad, and that defense is playing real well. Uh, Makari Stafford did a great job in that game. Um, and uh, Johnson had four sacks on the night. Uh, Ronald Smith had a pair of sacks, and he knocked a ball loose that was recovered by Jamari Taylor for a, for a fumble. Uh, but uh, Savannah Christian's defense was just a stout. Elijah Griffin, who took a trip to recruiting trip to Georgia the next day, was all over the field. He had three sacks, three tackles for losses, and I believe seven total tackles in the game. Just an animal out there. He, today is his birthday, actually. He turned 16. The kid's six foot five, 285 pounds, just turning 16, and he's got offers. He's the number one rated sophomore recruit in the country among all positions. So he took that trip to Georgia on uh, Saturday and saw him win, win big, uh, against Missouri. He's, uh, He's just unstoppable up there up front. And so, so Savannah Christian was able to pull it out. They didn't have their best offense that night, but you really got to credit that Johnson defense. And Johnson will be back with another tough game as, uh, as they got to go up against Calvary Day on Friday night at Calvary. Now everyone knows about Calvary. They're five and oh, they're ranked number three in the state. Among class 3A teams by the AJC. So here comes Johnson. They're four and two, and they just played that great game against Savannah Christian. Calvary beat Savannah Christian 34 to 28. Johnson lost to him 14 to six. So we'll see. We'll see how uh, this matches up. You know, Johnson's got the Malon Petty and Jaden Boone, a star on both sides of the line. They're hoping to get their offense going. Uh, so. Marion Scott was held to 15 yards rushing, and the team only rushed for 24 yards against that Savannah Christian defense. Samari Dowdy was hurt in the first quarter and didn't come back. He's another outstanding, outstanding uh, running back for Johnson. But they're going to face, you know, a Calvary defense that has a lot of talent of its own. You know, with Troy Ford, the UCF commit. At linebacker and Terry Simmons, who's committed to Duke up front. Cameron Lanigan is also a great, great linebacker there, along with the AJ Butts, who doubles as a as the main running back for Calgary now. Jake Merklinger has thrown for 619 yards and 12 touchdowns with just one interception. He's a four-star quarterback, one of the best in Georgia, one of the best in the nation, actually, and. Uh, his numbers would be a lot higher. They've had one game canceled by weather and another game uh, that was shortened by a storm. And he's also played only the first half of a couple of blowouts. So he's, those numbers are half of what he could have, what, what he could have if he played full games. He's got another four-star commit and, or not commit, but four-star prospect and Michael Smith at tight end and Dupa Coleman, the sophomore has emerged as one of the top, Receivers in the southeast. Caden Arnold is also a good receiver. 
Those three have combined for over 500 yards receiving and 11 touchdowns. So we're going to see how it all pans out Friday night. Johnson's hoping that some Dowdy will be back from that knee injury. We'll see what happens. Uh, that game's set for 7.30 Friday night at Calvary, Region 3-3A matchup. We got New Hampshire at Wayne County Friday night. New Hampshire was coming off a two-week layoff, and uh, they beat Southeast Bullock last week, 34 to 22. Pauly Seeley has been really efficient at quarterback for for New Hampshire. He's thrown for over a thousand yards with 18 touchdown passes on the season, and uh, Caleb Smith has has come on strong. To give him some uh, versatility in that offense, some balance there. He has close to 600 yards on the season, or over 600 yards on the season. And uh, Elijah Lacey, the, they have a great defensive uh, linebacker, defensive end in Elijah Lacey. He recovered a snap, bad snap for a, for a score last week against Southeast Bullock. He's committed to Georgia Southern. Cameron Mays is, is also stand-up defender leading that Phoenix squad in tackles. They're going down to play at Wayne County, 5-1, and 1-0 in region play. They're ranked number nine among Class 4A teams by the AJC. They have, a, they have a great run game led by Matthew Fuller. He's rushed for 761 yards and 12 touchdowns, the junior. He's had 200, two 200-yard games on the season. Uh, and wins over Jenkins and Statesboro. So this is a big one for New Hampstead. They're vying for playoff position, and and uh, they need a, a win like this. would really would really be a signature win for them to go down to Wayne County and, and take one away from the Yellow Jackets. We'll see what happens down there. Then we got Effingham County hosting Evans Friday night. Effingham won its fifth straight game after opening the season with two losses. They're five and two and three and zero in Region Two Six A play. Uh, Keon Wallace, the senior, he's a three-star prospect. He's got a bunch of offers, including SEC offers, and, and Texas A&M was one of the first teams to offer. But he had six touchdown receptions on the year, and he ran back a punt for a score last week uh, in a in a win over Grovetown. Uh, junior Nate Hayes went over a thousand passing yards on the season in that win. And he's also the second team's second leading rusher behind Jaden Evans, who had his second 100-yard performance of the year in the win against Grovetown. Luke Roberts leads that Rebel defense with 53 tackles, and that defense has Ashley Thompson and Timmy Brown in the defensive backfield, one of the best in the area. And both those kids have offers, multiple offers, including Air Force. Both of them have offers from Air Force in Colorado. So we'll see how that one goes. Uh, looks like Evans is three and three and one and one. They just had a close loss, twenty-one to twenty last week to Lakeside. So Effingham County's looking to make it six in a row here Friday night. So that should be a good one to watch out for. Uh, we also got uh, some other games in town. Appling County will be at Windsor Forest in a game at Islands. And Greenbrier will be at Jenkins at Savannah High. That's an important Region 1-5A matchup for Jenkins, which needs a win to set themselves up for the playoffs. 
Uh, we also have Northside Christian at Bethesda. And uh, that's about it for local games. Lakeside Evans at Bradwell Institute. Or my bad, Ware County at Bradwell Institute. So Bradwell will be taking on the number one team in 5A in that one. Uh, Bradwell looking for his first win of the season. So that's where we're at this week. Uh, we'll, and we'll see how it all plays out Friday night and come back to talk to you next week in, in the 10th week of the season.